Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Cooking Show. I am your host, Bob, and this week I have a real banger for you. Before I get into what it is exactly, I want to say uh, one of my best, what did you say, best received, best reviewed, best feedback episodes came early this summer, or uh, late in the spring. I did a Mongolian beef, and I think people were really uh, kind of impressed with how it turned out. It turned out really nice. You know, whenever you make a Chinese American style dish, it is impressive to get like the the texture, flavor, color, appearance, all that kind of stuff of like the restaurant version of the dish. Because with a lot of categories of cuisine, I think you can you can see the path from point A to point B of how to uh, turn this out in your home kitchen. But with like Chinese fast food, Chinese takeout, that kind of stuff. There is like this alchemy or this metallurgy, <laughs> metallurgical sort of quality about the food that seems a little bit mysterious as to how do you how do you get this combination of flavors, textures, colors, whatever, using, uh, you know, your home kitchen as opposed to uh, in an industrial commercial kitchen with all of the ingredients that you would assume that they're using to get this transformation of ingredients in the final dish. What we're making this week, a homemade General So's chicken, and uh, tell you what, even even being limited by my little podunk rural Appalachian grocery store, I was able to get all of the ingredients, so there's nothing really difficult about sourcing ingredients. So, you know, with a lot of recipes, I'll say it's either ingredient dependent, like, oh, you need to have the best quality of X, Y, or Z, or you really need to get this one thing. Maybe it's esoteric or hard to source or whatever. But then there's other recipes that are predominantly a process recipe where everything's fairly simple of what goes into it, but you got to do things in a certain order, a certain technique to get the transformation of the ingredients that you're looking for. As I, uh, I'm such a, a big fan of saying that some, some recipes are greater than the sum of its parts. I would categorize General So's chicken as one of those things, even though it's a little bit more complicated than other process recipes. There are a lot of ingredients and there's a number of different steps or a number of different points. Like you're making these things individually. You're marinating the chicken and, and battering the chicken. You're making yeah, the sauce, which has a, a bunch of stuff that goes into it and it kind of transforms into this this sticky, sweet and salty, savory kind of sauce. And then of course, you know, doing everything in a certain order gets you a nice crispy fried chicken product with a very flavorful, sweet and salty uh, glaze with that. So we'll walk through the ingredients, the process, how to turn this out. It's actually for as many ingredients as there are and for the uh, the, the order in which you're doing everything, this really doesn't take as much time as you may expect it would. You know, even even with my staging everything, taking all the pictures and trying to keep the kitchen moderately clean while moving through this recipe, uh, I still manage to turn it out in less than an hour. And if you're not doing all that 
all those extracurricular activities, you could probably do this in 30 to 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, if, if it turns out well, it is very impressive. So let's uh, start in on General Sows. As with every other ep uh, episode, check the show notes for the plain text recipe. I don't think I have any links to special ingredients. Like I said, everything is fairly common. You should be able to find them at your grocery store. You won't have to order anything weird online. Realistically, you don't need any special equipment for this. Like I, I don't have a wok yet, so I didn't use a wok. So you can use normal uh, pots and pans and all that kind of stuff. But I will put a link in there to... I believe I bought them on Uline.com. They're like the Chinese takeout containers, like the little paper uh, foldable bucket things with the wire handle. Obviously not necessary for making this recipe, but it was kind of fun to make like Chinese takeout and then put it into the paper carton. You know, it was, it was uh, thematically fun. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's, we're going to break the... Um, the ingredient roll call off into like the different steps here, the marinade, the dry coating, uh, and then the sauce. Okay. So let's run through what we have here that obviously in the show notes, you'll have all of the exact measurements to, for reference, but I'll just, uh, I'll read through with what I used here. One large egg. Uh, we're starting with the marinade, one large egg white, two tablespoons of soy sauce, or in my case, I use coconut aminos. We're going to use two tablespoons of Shaoxing uh, wine, uh, rice wine, three tablespoons, I'm sorry, two tablespoons of vodka, three tablespoons of cornstarch. I used arrowroot powder, a quarter teaspoon of baking soda, and uh, between one and three pounds of boneless, skinless chicken thighs cut into what are essentially bite-sized pieces. Okay, I used, I think mine was closer to three pounds because I was you know, cooking for four people. For the dry coating, again, part of the uh, the breading, essentially, of the chicken, a half cup of all-purpose flour, a half cup of the arrowroot powder, a half teaspoon of baking powder, and a half teaspoon of kosher salt. For frying the chicken, uh, you could use peanut oil, vegetable oil, canola oil, something like that. I used avocado oil because it's neutral. Um, it has a high smoke point, and it's, it's pretty clean. It's not like a seed oil. Uh, but you could use peanut oil or something like that for the frying. For the sauce, four tablespoons of sugar. I used um, coconut sugar. You could use just regular white sugar. Um, you could use maple syrup or even honey, I guess. Four tablespoons of a sugar. Three tablespoons of chicken stock. Three tablespoons of your soy sauce or coconut aminos. Two tablespoons of the Shelsing wine. Uh, two tablespoons of rice vinegar, or you could use white vinegar if you'd like, but I think rice vinegar is easy enough to find, and it is, uh, it's pretty mild. It doesn't have like that biting acidity as distilled uh, white vinegar does. A tablespoon of uh, the arrowroot powder, two teaspoons of um, avocado oil, two teaspoons of garlic minced, uh, and then you'll want some garlic that you slice for garnish two teaspoons of minced fresh ginger, two teaspoons of minced scallions, one teaspoon of sesame oil, uh, a small handful, eight, eight dried Chinese or arbol chilies. Uh, that was actually one ingredient that I could not find at my local grocery store. So I used 
habaneros, which is not that big of a deal. I mean, the, from a from a spiciness standpoint, habaneros are a lot spicier than your like dried arbol chilies. However, it's more of a garnish than anything else, so it doesn't really impart a lot of the spicy uh, capsaicin flavor onto the dish. It's more or less just for aesthetics. And uh, then we just did serve this with uh, steamed white rice. Okay, so how should we organize our uh, execution of the recipe? First thing I think is to cut the boneless, skinless chicken thighs into your store-bought, um, into your store-bought, into your bite-sized uh, pieces, and then set those aside. Okay, we're gonna start off by baking the marinade. So we're gonna beat the egg white until it gets foamy. And we're basically, we're not trying to make a, a meringue out of this. We just want to break down the egg white so that it gets a little bit foamy and white and so that it can, uh, it can take on the other ingredients without being separate, you know? So beat the egg whites in a large bowl, uh, add your soy sauce, wine, and vodka and whisk that to combine. What we're gonna do is hold half of that marinade aside um, because we're going to marinate the chicken in half of this liquid. The other half of the liquid we're going to add to the dry breading so that we get like a, a, a clumpy sort of <laughs> breading, uh, semi-wet breading that adheres to the chicken. So set half of that marinade aside and then put your chunks of chicken into the marinade that you've kept into a, in a large bowl. Okay, cover that with saran wrap, set it aside. Then we're going to mix up our dry coating flour, cornstarch, or arrowroot powder, baking powder, salt. Whisk that together um, until it's all mixed up in the bowl, and then add the reserved marinade that you had um, in the small bowl, okay? Mix that together. You can use a fork. If you use the whisk, it'll it'll probably clump up on the, what, it, what do they call it, the tines or the wires of the whisk. So you can use a fork, you could use your fingers or whatever, but you're gonna make this into essentially like a, it's almost like a biscuit dough before it all gets pressed together. Set that aside, and then we're gonna set up our frying station. If you have a wok, uh, that would be ideal. Uh, if not, you could use a Dutch oven. I think I just used a, um, a pot, like a stainless steel pot that is roughly wok shaped. Okay, but the Dutch yeah, the Dutch oven would work great. Uh, but really, any type of um, deep frying vessel would be fine. Add your your frying oil, whether you're using peanut, vegetable, or canola, or in my case, avocado oil. Add that and heat it until you get to 350 degrees. And you can use a probe thermometer or something like that to measure the temperature of the oil. Once you hit that temperature, you want to overshoot it a little bit, 360, 370, or whatever, and then back the heat down a little bit so that when you add the chicken, it, the, the temperature of the oil will drop considerably initially, but then you know, because you, you are maintaining an application of heat to the, to the oil, it should come back up. But you, what you want to do is try to straddle that line at 350 degrees so that it is relatively constant throughout the entire cooking process. Okay. With your dry mix, uh, your dry breading, uh, mixture and your marinating chicken, you're working with just one piece of chicken at a time. And you kind of put that into the dry mix and press it into the into the flour and arrowroot powder mixture. And with your fingers, kind of press it, 
press the dry mixture so that it adheres to the chicken and then very gently set those pieces of chicken into the oil. And then depending on how big of a pot you are frying these in, as well as how much actual chicken you're using, uh, you'll probably have to work in shifts. I think I, I, I fried my entire like three pound batch of chicken thighs in off the top of my head. I believe it was four batches and it only takes, you know, four or five minutes per batch to get it um, sufficiently cooked through. As long as you maintain that temperature of the, of the oil, number one, and uh, don't overcrowd the pot that you're frying in. Should be, you know, four or five minutes and they will be golden brown and cooked through. And then you can remove them with like a slotted spoon or um, a, a fry basket or something like that. Remove those to a wire rack set over a cookie sheet. Um, as they finish up and then continue you know, working through your batches of chicken. All right. You can set that aside. You can put that into, you know, an oven at like 250 degrees or something to keep all the, the chicken hot while you prepare the sauce. Even if you left it out, uh, it'll probably be hot enough and then you'll be adding it to the hot sauce or the hot glaze later. So it'll still be hot, but I, I do like to kind of hold that stuff in the oven at a reasonable temperature just in case you know, making the sauce, like you, you get a boil over or you spill something or whatever. If you add 10 or 15 unexpected minutes to the preparation time, uh, you'll still be okay uh, with, with the chicken. It won't be, it won't have, it won't have cooled or changed the consistency of the breading or anything like that. Okay. So for the sauce, what we're going to do is we're going to combine uh, your sugar, your chicken stock, soy sauce, uh, the wine, the vinegar, cornstarch or arrowroot powder, um, sesame oil, all that kind of stuff in a, um, you can do it in a small bowl. You can do it in a mixing bowl or whatever. Stir that with a fork until the cornstarch is dissolved and then set that aside. Going back to a cooking vessel, whether it's a wok, Dutch oven, saute pan, whatever in that wok, you want to combine your, uh, your oil, garlic, ginger, minced scallions, and your chili peppers. And we're basically going to stir fry these for three or four minutes until the vegetables start to brown up a little bit and get a little bit of color on them. And then that sauce that we made in the mixing bowl, we're going to gently pour that in and then simmer that until it, it, it thickens up. You have the thickening agents in there, you know, whether it's arrowroot, arrowroot powder or cornstarch or whatever. So that liquid, when it's added to the hot pan, it will, um, it will simmer and sizzle fairly quickly. And then it will turn into, I don't want to say a gel, but a very sticky glaze, um, pretty quickly. Okay. So it, it's not like you're reducing the liquid to thicken it up. It's like you're activating the, the cornstarch to, to thicken that glaze. Okay. And you'll notice too, that the glaze has a really nice brown mahogany kind of reddish color to it. That's where we're going to get a lot of the color on, uh, the chicken. Whenever we mix the fried chicken in with the glaze, even using the habaneros, which are orange, as opposed to like the arbol chilies, which are red, uh, you still get the same color in the glaze because it's predominantly from the soy sauce. So you don't have to worry about if you can't get the right chili pepper or whatever. It's not like it's going to really impact anything about the dish, honestly. It's always weird to me whenever you go to a Chinese restaurant and their general so's has like the little chili pepper emblem next to it saying that like, oh, this is spicy. I've never had spicy general so's. Yes, there are chili peppers in it. 
Um, yes, there are big slivers of garlic and all that kind of stuff, but it is um, not at all what I would consider to be a spicy dish. But uh, you've got your thickened sauce there. Cut the, the heat down to low at the highest. I mean, simmer would be fine. You want to keep a little bit of heat going into the pan there, but not very much. And then add your fried chicken to the sauce and with a wooden spoon or a plastic spatula or something like that kind of just very gently fold everything over and you're, you're tossing it but you're not tossing tossing it you're just like folding it so that it gets completely coated with that sauce and then you are good to go because you are maintaining the heat in the pan at very low simmer low medium low whatever uh, it'll keep everything nice and warm and then I spoon those into the paper Chinese takeout containers, um, as well as you know rice and the separate ones. I did some broccoli in the in the in the oven uh, under the broiler to crisp that up, and threw that into a third one. So everybody got three cartons of product, and then you can mix it together on your plate or bowl or however you want. Eat it with chopsticks out of the carton; it's fine. Once it's in the, the paper carton, uh, there's a, a nice insulating effect, like holding all of the food tight together and you have like this mass of, of warm food, it'll stay uh, nice and hot for a while. So you can put all this together and kind of stage your meal if you're <laughs> having some fun with it, taking it on a picnic or whatever you're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's remarkable how satisfying the flavor and the texture is the color everything was like spot on exactly what you're looking for i mean obviously if i could have gotten the dried red chili peppers that would have been even better but i uh, garnished that with some chopped scallions some slivers of garlic and make sure that everybody gets a chili pepper Okay, so that's General So's chicken. Got to pay attention to this one. It's not a very passive recipe, but it certainly is uh, something that you can produce in your home kitchen. No problem, no sweat, and everybody will be super impressed. So thanks a lot. We'll talk to you guys next week.